Blog Talk Radio. BDPA I Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA I Radio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation and the BTF Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Michelle F. Ortman. Online chat coordinated by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcast the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on www.blogtalkradio.com slash BDPA. Well, welcome everyone to BDPA iRadio. Tonight is Tuesday, the fourth Tuesday of the month of June, Tuesday, June 26th. We have an exciting lineup of guests as usual. And uh, I am very, very pleased to let you know that our very own National BDPA president is on the line with us tonight. Monique Berry, and she will be generating the excitement and sharing the facts and the fun and really the opportunity that awaits you for the National BDPA Conference coming up in August. We also have William Toupon, Jr. He is the president and CEO of Aaron Gerald Affiliate, and he will be joining us and sharing his BDPA experience and some of his knowledge. And we hope to have a third guest, Kalia Boswell, who is um, an alumni of the 2007 high school computer competition, and she's a member of BDPA Charlotte. In fact, I believe that Kalia is on the line. So welcome, Kalia. How are you this evening? Excellent. I'm going to have you speak up just so that everyone can hear you. Uh, how's the weather in Charlotte tonight? Well, I'm actually in Raleigh. Um, I'm at DC State, and um, it's, it's really beautiful here, though. <laughs> I am glad. Well, welcome. So good to have you on the line. You know, one of the ways that we get people acclimated to our guests is to have our guests kind of share with us um, their relationship with BDPA, how they found out about the organization and um, how they're going to be involved in the future. So I was wondering, Kalia, if you could share your perspective with us about BDPA. All right. Well, I found out about BDPA on my senior year of high school um, in Charlotte, and it's actually through a friend. And, um, you know, she was just like, you know, come meet on Saturdays and learn about web development because the high school I went to is actually like, technology-based, so she knew I would be interested. So I went to the first meeting, and I really liked what I saw. Um, you know, it was all about web development, which I was very interested in at the time, and so I stuck around with it and was actually um, able to compete at a chapter level to be on the competition team to um, compete in Washington, D.C. in 2007. And so that was my introduction um, into BDPA. Wow, that's exciting. And so in your your life right now, um, where do you see BDPA fitting in and, and how might you be involved in the future? Well, I'm actually trying to um, reach out to the Charlotte chapter um, before they go off to the conference this year um, since I have some more free time in the summer. But, I actually met someone in the Raleigh area because that's where I am for school, and they were telling me that there's a chapter that meets here. I wasn't um, aware of that until I met them. So I want to get back involved because um, having the support system is re- really important to me. Uh, I'm a part of the National Society of Black Engineers, and while you know I get a lot of support from them um, because I was introduced to BDPA so early and I know they have a lot of benefits, um, I plan to get back involved and to attend conferences more in the future. Oh, excellent. And you know that's a wonderful lead-in for our second guest who will be on uh, momentarily, of course, our national president, Monique Berry, because 
you know, it's really great to hear people who have had an involvement with CDPA and then um, developed in their career recognize that BDPA has value and um, really want to be involved for personal reasons, professional reasons, and to give back. So again, I, I compliment you on um, seeing the value of BDPA and making time in your schedule to, um, you know, really contribute. So I'm sure the rally chapter um, in hearing this uh, on the air as well as uh, seeing an email from you will reach out to you very quickly. So, you know, one of the things that I'd like to explore a little more deeply, um, and it was great that you shared that a friend turned you on to BDPA and you had a chance to compete, is how did BDPA impact your college and your career choices? You mentioned that you're in engineering now. So how did BDPA have an influence? Well, being on the competition team really allowed me to dig deeper into web development in which I, I had um, entrepreneurship goals back even back in high school of having, like, my own web development company. And so, you know, to see that I could use the skills that I was learning, that really um, had a lot to do with the path I chose. So the school I went to um, was a technology-based school, and we weren't learning web development. So that was a, um, a benefit of joining and so when I began to select schools, I began to select schools that had great um, computer programs. So I wanted to initially do computer engineering, which I enrolled in NC State in computer engineering, but then I switched to computer science. And actually recently, this past semester, some of the, the languages I had to use to program, I used with BDPA um, on the competition team. So it really helped, like, just lead into me choosing a major Um and even, like, continuing with um, different things. So when I was, you know, looking for internships, I was able to put that I had that experience from BDPA and that I knew different programming languages and things of that sort. Um, and so, I, you know, I believe that it had something to do with me getting um, an internship. And, you know, it just had a lot to do with my technology background. And it was able to, it was like I was able to use it to really, like, motivate me to stay in this path. Wow, that is a wonderful testament. And, and and thank you so much for sharing it. This is one of the reasons that iRadio exists for on BDPA so that members and sponsors and chapter leaders can um, get inspired and informed about what makes our members tick, why people choose BDPA, why people continue to stay involved, and why people get other people involved. So... Um, we have a lot of listeners that are in the process of getting ready for the competition. They're part of the high school computer competition. They may be um, listeners who have not attended college yet because, uh, and they're going to be part of the Youth Technology Conference. What are, and then we have members, of course, who are in the workforce or getting ready to go into the workforce. What are two things that, from your perspective, that BDPA members should keep in mind as they pursue their careers in technology? Um, I think one thing they should keep in mind that is that technology changes all the time. Um, you know, when I got to NC State, I had the opportunity to be involved in a research project that dealt with Android development. And at the time, I didn't know how valuable that was, like, I could technically have an app on the Android market right now, but because I didn't realize, you know, that that, I guess, market would blow up, I wasn't, I just kind of took it for granted, and now I'm kind of like, okay, well, I should have taken advantage of that. So technology changes all the time, and, and it moves really fast. Um, you know, things will blow up, and the exposure that BDPA has um, to give people at the conferences and stuff is, like, invaluable. Um, and another thing I would say to keep in mind is to stay in contact with people. Um, the people who were involved in training us, um, you know, I actually had the opportunity to intern at Wachovia while I was in Charlotte, and a lot of them worked for Wachovia. And so, like, you know, I would go get lunch with people. So, you know, and I still keep in contact with people now. So definitely take advantage of the relationships because a lot of people, you know, you never know who might know somebody else that could benefit you later. Um, and with BDPA, there are a lot of members who, you know, they have their own company, so if you're interested in entrepreneurship, 
somebody might have that advice. Um, you know, you have people who like technical professionals and top companies, and you know, they may have opportunities. So definitely take advantage of your opportunities and the people who are around, as well as um, keep in mind that technology moves really fast, and that BDPA, you know, has the resources to help keep us all on the cutting edge. Wow. <laughs> I I love it. I love it. You know, I do want to take a moment to share a little bit about your background. Again, not only were you part of um, the 2007 National BDPA High School Computer Competition, um, and your team, the Charlotte team, finished in sixth place, and one of the benefits, literally tangible benefits of your participation was that you earned an Eli Lilly scholarship for BDPA students in 2008. And then that scholarship was um, really valuable in helping you offset some of the costs for your studies at North Carolina State University. Now, you shared with us that you're working on a computer science degree. When are you due to graduate and sort of what do you see in your academic or professional future? I will graduate May 2013, um, which is actually a year later than when I was supposed to graduate. But um, like I said earlier, I switched my major, and I also picked up a double major, in which I'm actually going to drop now. But in any case, um, I picked up a communications major. Um, but since the communications program isn't all that great here, I just wanted to take a few classes. So um, that kind of put me behind a little bit. But uh, I graduated next week, 2013, and I plan to go to Clemson to enroll in a PhD program for human-centered computing. Um, I mean, I'm going to apply to other places, but I want to go to Clemson because of one of the professors that's there, and I actually think he's involved in BDPA, ironically, but um, one of the professors that's there, I was able to meet him, and he's really cool with one of my research professors now, and the opportunities that I know he has for his students really, um, it really, really attracted me to his program, and um, I just really want, like, flexibility and things of that sort. I've had internships since high school, and so I kind of got to see what corporate America was like. So I kind of want to stay in school, and I feel like the PhD will allow me to have more flexibility um, moving forward with different things that I want to participate in. So that's the plan at the moment. Um, So I plan to apply this year and hopefully enroll next fall. That is great. So you said Princeton in New Jersey? Uh, Princeton is, is in South Carolina. Oh, okay. Wow, that that is exciting. Well, uh, you know, very, very happy that you've had an opportunity to be a guest on our program. Um, in the remaining minute, what's the final thought that you'd like to leave with um, our listeners? Um. I would say to, well, this is one thing that I I tell a lot of people, to write your goals down and really try to follow them. You know, that's really how I kind of got where I am, Um, you know, different experiences, meeting different people, and really just, you know, having a goal set. It really helped when I'm talking to people and they ask, what do you want to do, what are you interested in? It allows me to know that. So definitely, you know, write your goals down, and it, it, it more than likely it will happen. Um, as long as you, you know, surround yourself with the right people, definitely stay involved with organizations such as media because they're invaluable. And I, um, I just want to say thank you, actually, for having me on the show. Well, it. you are certainly welcome, and congratulations again for um, making the connection with BDPA, sharing with us your BDPA history and future, and I love the fact that Um, Some of the exposure that you've had with BDPA is helping you as you move forward. So good luck to you, Julia, and uh, look forward to seeing you in the future. Thank you again for being a guest tonight. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Well, you know, Kalia shared her story. She also mentioned the conferences and the, the value of the conferences board members. So we're going to take just a moment to hear a little bit about the upcoming national conference from our very own Robert Gavin. And uh, we're going to play the tape so that you can hear this information now.
name is Robert Gavin, and I'm the Corporate Sales Director for National BDPA. We are one of a few organizations dedicated to the advancement of African American and minorities in information technology. Our annual National Technology Conference and Career Fair Expo this year is in the great city of Baltimore, Maryland, starting Wednesday, August 1st through Saturday, August 5th. We have well over 80 corporate sponsors that we've partnered with. Companies like Johnson & Johnson, Allstate, HP, Oracle, Life Technologies, WellPoint, the U.S. Navy, and many others. There's still time to partner with BDPA and join us at this year's conference. Check us out. Visit BDPA.org or email robert.gavin at BDPA.org or call 301-584-3135. Hope to see you in Baltimore. Well, you heard it direct from Robert Gavin, and now you're going to have an opportunity to hear our very own national president, Monique Berry, share with us some of the upcoming highlights of the National BDPA Conference. Welcome, Monique. How are you this evening? Good afternoon or good evening. Um, I'm busy, so I guess I'm getting my times mixed up here, but it's great to be on the radio today. Oh, it is our pleasure. And, um, you know, Monique, I'm going to have you just jump right in. Um, You are helping to bring the national conference to the membership, um, to give the sponsors an opportunity to participate and to um, have folks like Kalia, our previous guest, really have a phenomenal experience. So I just wanted to open up with, what is your role in the conferences here, and what's exciting you personally and professionally about the national conference coming up? Okay, before I talk about that, let me just um, say that my role with BDPA, I am basically the chief evangelist, so I'm out all over the country talking to different people in different industries about BDPA and the wonderful things that we do. So it was really great to hear Khalil on the radio talking about her experience with BDPA. And she's actually getting ready to go into a great Ph.D. program with Dr. Juan Gilbert, who is a BDPA member, and he runs that um, department down at Clemson. So I'm sure that he'll be happy to see her when she gets there. And we'll also be partnering with Dr. Gilbert in Clemson University for a big initiative that he's rolling out in 2013, so I just wanted to get that out there. Oh, that's so, exciting. <laughs> we have some really exciting things going coming up the pike, and um, working with Dr. Um, Gilbert and the, and the students at Clemson University is going to be really exciting. So maybe that will bring Kalia back to us in another role um, next year. Um, but as far as my role with the conference, I am really um, working on – trying to get as much foot traffic as we possibly can to our uh, career fair this year. We have about 33 to 34 um, corporations that are participating in our career fair. They're coming there to look for minority talent, um, diverse talent, and we want to make sure that we can show them the best and the brightest in the Baltimore, Washington, and Virginia area. So I spent a lot of my time, you know, just trying to make sure that um, those areas know that BDPA will be there for a two-day career fair and that we want to see um, their people come through the career fair and apply for those jobs. There are jobs out there. They're looking for people that have um, particular skill sets, but if you have that skill, the skill sets that they're looking for, you will be interviewed. Johnson & Johnson is going to be back. Um, again, this year they're bringing 20 recruiters to Baltimore to make sure that they can interview. So they'll have about 20, 20 recruiters and I think seven interview booths. So they are planning to interview and hire as soon as they can. We've got um, new uh, sponsors participating in the career fair this year. We have um, General Electric just came on today. Um, Miller Coors is coming on. Um, They're going to be sponsoring some things at the career fair. So we really are trying to do um, transform the organization, and when we transform the organization, we're starting um, 
with some of our programs that we offer offer throughout the year, but we're also transforming the way that we host our conference. Uh, we'll also have something that I'm really excited is an HBCU panel. On uh, It's a pre-conference event, so that will take place on Tuesday, uh, July 31st. And the purpose of that panel is to sit down with the administrators of um, the local HBCUs in the Baltimore area and just have a frank discussion with them about what it takes to uh, be successful as a student, undergraduate student, and what you need to do to prepare yourself for advanced degrees in computer science and what they can do to help you as far as attaining your, reaching your, your career goals. So um, that's going to be exciting for us, and that's something that we've just started this year, but we want to make it an annual event. So we're hoping that um, we get a lot of participation locally because it is open to uh, the local community. Um, again, BDPA always tries to give back when we're doing our conference, and one of the ways that we give back is by having um, that HBCU panel, which will be open to the public. And we're also going to be giving, uh, we have what we call a, a transition rate uh, for conference registration. Some of the feedback that we've heard from our members in the past and most recently is that it's very expensive to pay the conference fee and pay the hotel fee to come to the conference because they've been um, laid, laid off or their job has been offshored or something like that, and they just aren't in the position because of their employment situation to come down to the conference. So we've um, created a special um, rate for uh, members or um, people in the community that are in transition, and that rate is $150. So rather than pay the entire conference rate, you can um, you show proof of your um, separation from service or employment, and um, you'll get that special rate. So that's a great thing that we're giving back to the community as well. Um, I'll keep talking unless you interrupt me and ask me some questions. Well, no, I, you have great information to share. So um, let me and uh, let me zero in on some of the highlights. I mean, you, I didn't realize the number of corporations that were going to be there, and it is totally impressive that Johnson & Johnson will be bringing 20 recruiters. So that's phenomenal. The um, special rate for folks in transition um, is a great incentive, and the fact that the public is open to the HBCU panel is wonderful as well. So um, what are some more highlights of the national conference coming up, Bonita? Oh, okay. Um, this year we're actually offering two certification classes, cloud computing certification, and I'm having a brain freeze. Um, it's project management? No, it's not a project management mm -hmm. uh, class. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you can find it on the website. But we'll be offering those two certification classes. And again, um, they're available to our conference registrants, but again, as a community service, um, we'll be offering those classes at a rate of $499 to members of the community. And the classes usually go for about $1,500 each. So those are oh. two class classes. And when they're finished, there'll be um, certification with that. Um, we'll have three executive panels on Friday um, in partnership with ITSMF. They'll be presenting two of those during the day. Um, and then we'll have our dignitaries reception on Friday night, which is um, by invitation only. Um, and that's going to be hosted by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, Texas, and Oklahoma. So that'll be interesting. Um, we'll have uh, the CIO from the EPA, Malcolm Jackson, who was a member of the Philadelphia chapter. Uh, we'll have a senior vice president from Monsanto, a senior vice president from Johnson & Johnson, and a couple other corporations as well. Um, and then also new this year, 
we have um, late night entertainment on each of the um, nights that we're at the conference. We won't be having a hospitality suite, but we will have um, BDPA members like to play cards. Um, so we will be having a card tournament on Wednesday night. And on Thursday night, we'll have an off-site comedy. We call it Tech Comedy Jam. And the comedian, his name is uh, Dion. Hmm. I can't remember. I'm getting old. Uh, No problem. I'm looking on the website, and I'll put you. Go ahead. Um, But we will have a comedian, um, uh, and that's off-site at the Baltimore uh, Comedy Club. So it's about, you can walk there, it's about two or three blocks away. So that will be something different. And um, we had an entertainment package where you could purchase the entertainment package and go to every event with that package, but we sold out of that. So now we're doing individual tickets. And we'll also have a jazz. We have a, a casino night on Friday night, and that money that the casino night is to raise money for scholarships. And then on Saturday we're having a, jo- a jazz night after the um, banquet. We're going to have jazz and cocktails. Oh, excellent! Wow. So there is really something for everyone. I mean, it's literally the conference is going from. 8 o'clock until about 11 o'clock every night with between uh, the different activities. Exactly. And the comedian is Dion Cole. Dion Cole. Okay. Dion Great. Cole. So, um, and then also this year, uh, the, the kids, um, typically for our YTC youth, they go on an off-site visit on Friday. Um, this year they're going to visit Northrop Grumman. Um, and Northrop Grumman is closed on Fridays, so we've changed um, a little bit of the schedule, so, but the kids will be doing the off-site to Northrop Grumman, so I am sure they're going to get to see some really interesting things there because Northrop Grumman does a lot of top-secret stuff. It'll be interesting um, to hear what the kids' experience is like when they go there as well. Mm. So, you know, You and I have both experienced the National Conference, and this is the 26th BDPA iRadio show, and many of our guests have experienced the conference as well. And, Monique, for our listeners, what have past participants said to you or said to other um, leaders within the BDPA organization or even other members? What have they said about the conference and why did it matter to them to attend? So what's some social proof for those who are out there saying, well, I haven't been, this sounds really good, but what do, what do other people feel? The, the, I think the thing I hear most um, is that it's the one conference they can go to where they see a lot of people who look like them and have the same career experience. So being an African-American in the IT field, regardless of what your um, specialty is, um, when you attend a professional conference, there's typically maybe one or two of us, um, never more than five, unless it's something to do with the military. (laughs) Um, That's been my experience and a couple other people's experience as well. So when you come to the BDPA conference, um, you get to meet a um, diverse group of people um, who have that are IT professionals but have had some of the same challenges that you've had and maybe some of the same wins that you've had in your um, professional career. And these are people who can help you uh, when you meet them. They all have something to offer. So many of us, um, we, we had... I don't I don't call it a glass ceiling, I call it a brick box where we can't advance <laughs> our career. And so some of these people, um, they can give you some insight as to why you can't um transition up into another job or even get a job. Um we tend to be um BDPA members tend to be willing to give you um feedback 
that can help you advance your career. And um, BDPA members truly do care about you advancing your career and getting to the next level. And so that's one. Those those are the type of things that people um, get out of our conference when they come. They form lifelong relationships with other people. Um, is a great way to find out uh, how companies operate. What companies are open to different types of um, maybe um, I don't want to say lifestyles, but may have different cultures. Um, some cultures are maybe a little bit more conservative than other cultures, and so um, be, the conference is a great way to learn about that type of thing. And then also at our conferences, our conference is pretty small, but as you see, we're going to have a lot of recruiters, and you can actually get to interact with these recruiters and talk to them throughout the week so you can actually form relationships with them as well. So I like to think of um, the BDPA conference as a great way to build relationships, and relationships are the foundation of any type of career advancement. Absolutely. Well, Monique, I can see why you are the chief evangelist for BDPA. Uh, I I love that. And and you have that passion and knowledge and experience to really share and motivate and inspire people to be part of BDPA, to continue continue to contribute and volunteer. Um, And it's just you are really helping to reinforce the BDPA community from the classroom to the boardroom. So if someone has not registered and um, they are ready to do that now, register for the conference, uh, become a BDPA member, where should they go, what should they do, uh, and what's the time frame? If they're ready to take action, what's your advice for them? My advice is if you're ready to take action, you would go to the national website at www.bdpa.org and click on the National Conference button, and it will take you right to the conference um, information page, and you can go there to register. You'll get to see who our keynote speaker is for the gala and all the other information. If you're interested in buying a booth to exhibit, that information is there as as well as Um, how to link and register for the conference. Once you um, register for the conference, you'll actually get to the opportunity to sign up for any of the workshops that you want to do or any of the social activities as well. Um, I would encourage you to register sooner than later because um, the price of the conference does go up in July. And then I will also encourage you, if you are a member and you're having some type of financial difficulty but you still want to come to the conference, then you should email me directly at president at bdpa.org, and we can talk and see how we can work something out together. Wow, that is is fantastic. And, you know, throughout the show, I have just been going to the website www.bdpa.org, I agree, it is very well laid out. It's easy to click on the National Conference button. You'll see um, the opportunity, the link to register now. And as you mentioned, you can get a little background on the cybersecurity czar, Dr. Ernest McDuffie, who's the keynote speaker for the National BDPA Conference Awards Gala. You can get some information about two fantastic uh, general session speakers, Ben Sabah Hassan, the Senior Vice President, Strategic Services ISD for Walmart, as well as Tom Hempfield, Vice President, U.S. Federal Enterprise Group from Hewlett Packard. And then if um, folks click on the public agenda button, they can see um, the myriad of activities. I mean, you really have to keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling because there is something happening every day. And as you mentioned, on Tuesday evening, July 31st, there's the HBCU panel. Um, There's always an Internet cyber cafe, so no need to drag your laptop. If you need to check email or stay connected, um, we have uh, computers available. And then all of the information, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, of what's happening literally hour by hour. 
So, Monique, this is exciting. Um, so, I know that you're the chief evangelist, um, and I know that you are the national BDPA president, and you're always sharing with people the what, the why, the how of BDPA. So, in in the remaining minute, what's the final thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with as it relates to the national conference? and or BDPA in general? Well, it's very interesting. Um, we're a volunteer organization, and people always say, if you need help, contact me. Um, so I put out calls all the time looking for help. Um, but I don't want help just to help us and help BDPA. We're transforming our organization. We're going to do it whether we have volunteers or not. But for you, for your own professional development, for the members out there that are having difficulty transferring or getting to that next level, I would encourage you to volunteer with BDPA and work with me on my team um, because if you spend probably about six months to a year working with me, you will develop leadership skills and you will be able to um, develop great project management skills great analytic skills because I try to use all of that to get you and stretch you to do what you need to do to help BDPA but also to help you as well. Um, And BDPA is a great organization for anyone, whether you are hard IT or whether you're just in project management. Um, And also what I would encourage members to do that do have their um, PMP, you can use your – time with the BDPA to get your continuing education um, hours. So um, that's all I have to say about BDPA. I could talk about it all day, all night, because I'm really passionate (laughs) about the organization and what we do. Well, I really appreciate, and I know we've had an active chat session this evening, really appreciate you sharing information and, again, enthusiasm I was not aware that people could use their PDPA volunteer hours um, towards their continuing education. So that's a, a wonderful boost. And again, the opportunity to work directly with a national leader of a national organization um, and with the leaders throughout the BDPA organization is a great incentive for people as they continue to develop their career skills um, transition their career skills, and for folks that are considering entrepreneurship, while you're working for a company, being able to volunteer with BDPA really helps you develop um, skills that will be valuable in your own organization or enterprise. So, Monique, thank you again for being a guest. I look forward to seeing you at the National Conference, which, folks, is coming up on August the 1st through the 4th, and it's being held in Baltimore, Maryland. So if you haven't done so already, check out www.bbpa.org. Monique, have a great evening, and thank you again for being with us tonight. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, folks, we had an opportunity to hear from Robert Gavin in a one minute or so a public announcement, and we're going to hear from Robert again and he's going to share a little bit more information about the upcoming national conference before we go to our final guest. Hello, my name is Robert Gavin, and I'm the Corporate Sales Director for National BDPA. Did you know... We are one of a few organizations dedicated to the advancement of African American and minorities in information technology. Did you know our annual National Technology Conference and Career Fair Expo this year is in the great city of Baltimore, Maryland, starting Wednesday, August 1st through Saturday, August 5th? Did you know we have well over 80 corporate sponsors we've partnered with? Companies like Johnson & Johnson, Allstate, HP, Oracle, Life Technologies, WellPoint, the U.S. Navy, and many others. Did you know there's still time to partner with BDPA and join us at this year's conference? Check us out. Visit BDPA.org or email Robert.Gavin at BDPA.org or call 301-584-3135. Hope to see you in Baltimore.
Well, welcome back. Again, we have a lot of energy about the National Conference, personal experiences with BDPA, and a leadership perspective. And we are going to continue the energy on tonight's show, and I am going to introduce our final guest for the evening. He is Mr. Wilson Toussaint, Jr. He is President and CEO of Aaron Gerald Affiliates. And um, ETA, Aaron Gerald Affiliates, is a BDPA corporate supporter and a growing small business located in the greater Philadelphia area. And Wilson, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Excellent, excellent. Well, we are very excited to have you on the show, and I'd love for you to share, as I ask many of our guests, sort of what attracted you to BDPA and what keeps you involved. Um, I, I mentioned in the bio that your company is a corporate supporter, so tell us a little bit more about your connection with BDPA. Sure. Well, uh, education has always been uh, near and dear to my heart, and I have a lot of respect for the transformative power that education has had in my own life. So when I saw the education-based um, social mission of BDPA, that was a national, um, a natural point of uh, attraction. And the closer I looked, uh, the more and more I was drawn uh, to the organization's heritage and the way in which they, they truly implement their tagline of from the classroom to the boardroom. Um, as you know, Fran, uh, BDPA does three key things for the minority community. Um, first, they work with high school children to cultivate their interest in the so-called uh, STEM areas, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math. And they reinforce that interest with year-round workshops, programs, training camps, et cetera, to give those young people the foundation they need to establish a foothold in a technology-based career. Um, second, they work with technology professionals. So they provide networking, recruiting, professional development opportunities, uh, et cetera, to help them build new skills and advance their careers. So that provides a significant upward momentum. Um, and thirdly, they connect minority entrepreneurs like myself um, to business opportunities through monthly program meetings, networking events, uh, as well as the annual conference, um, which, which I see as the crowning achievement, uh, their work with, with entrepreneurs. And I think that for, for two key reasons. One, this is just my own opinion. Um, uh, I don't think there's any better feeling than being your own boss. Um, and secondly, one of the best ways to truly create generational wealth for your family that can be passed down to your children and your children's children is to own your own business. Um, so to answer your question, three key things keep me um, actively involved with BDPA Philadelphia. First, the compelling nature of the mission. Um, second, the comprehensiveness uh, of that mission and that they work with uh, folks from high school to mid-career professionals to entrepreneurs. And third is the quality of the leadership team that's in place uh, and running the BDPA Philadelphia organization, which uh, starts with the current president, Eileen Gadsden. Wow. Wow, that is fantastic. You know, it's, it's always great to hear the perspectives and the passion um, from BDPA members and the why they're involved and how they got involved. It is very important, just as you shared, for um, others to hear that, and it really is part of the recruitment process as we get other people involved. It's part of the retention process, and it's really part of our growth process for BDPA. Um, so I'm so excited that you're clear on the purpose of BDPA, and, and you really articulate it wonderfully. So thank you, Wilson. Now, in your business, and based on your career, um, you know, I'd like you to sort of take a, a broader view and maybe share your thoughts on how technology um, impacts the lives, the careers, uh, and futures of young people within the black community. Because you did indicate that given BDPA's social membership uh, mission, that the emphasis on helping high school students um, is an attractor for you. So I'm wondering if you can expand 
on that relationship between technology and young people in the black community? Sure. Um, in, in my mind, technology is the great equalizer. Um, so once you're armed with a technology education, your marketability and your earning potential automatically um, shoot up significantly. Um, but beyond that, a technology education provides tremendous versatility because it literally permeates every facet of modern business. So at the risk of throwing too many cliches at you here, um, I'll say that with a, a technology education and a technology career, the world is literally your oyster. Um, you can literally go to any industry, to any business, to any government entity and add value. And on top of that, you have the option of choosing your own career path. So if you want to go down more of a management uh, track, leading people, running project teams, you can do that. Um, if you want to focus more on a technical track, uh, so developing expertise in a given area, be it software, hardware, networks, uh, really focusing on honing your craft as an individual contributor, you can do that. So the range of uh, possibilities is really endless. Um, so I say the impact of technology on the lives, career, and, and future of young people is freedom, uh, both intellectual freedom in that this field can carry you uh, as far as your imagination and passion can take you, um, and also financial freedom in that the earning potential uh, is substantial regardless of the track you choose, uh, a technical track or a management track. Wow. Um, I'm definitely going to have to have you back as a guest. <laughs> I would uh, <laughs> love to have you, <laughs> love to have you in front of uh, some of our potential sponsors and also the high school uh, students. I, I participated in the Youth Technology Conference, and um, one of the things that we're doing this year is the students in the conference will be putting together their own marketing video, a one-minute video on the, you know, why and the what of BDPA so that they will be communicating the power of BDPA to their peers. And um, that will be an opportunity for them to use the technology, um, to express themselves around the benefits and value of BDPA, and, uh, again, to put on a marketing spin. Um, so I'm going to be curious, uh, it will be curious to see um, the aspects that they focus on, and I'm, I'm um, hoping that they touch on some of the things that you identified. So tell us, you you mentioned um, in your in your discussion some very compelling and emotional words: um, intellectual freedom, financial freedom, generational wealth, um, opportunities. So I'd like to shift the focus or sort of integrate the focus and have you share a little bit more about Aaron Gerald Affiliates, uh, EGA, and uh, talk about how your company um, interacts and interfaces with the community and why and how our listeners um, may, may learn more about that story that you have to tell with your organization. Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll start by giving you a little bit of background on us and describing what we do, and then I'll transition into how we apply those uh, skills to the benefit of the community. Um, so Aaron Gerald Affiliates is a nationally certified minority business enterprise. Uh, we were founded in 2006, and our mantra is that we help clients stand out from the competition and grow their businesses by developing, by delivering web and mobile technology solutions that delight the end user, whether that end user is a customer, business partner, or an employee. So why do we care about uh, delighting the end user? Uh, because adoption is the key to realizing the business value of any technology solution. So if no one uses a given technology solution, you'll not achieve any of the business goals associated with that investment, be it increased sales for marketing uh, for market-facing solutions or increased productivity for internally-facing solutions. So, so that said, how does Aaron Gerald drive adoption? Well, we drive adoption by focusing um, with, with laser-like precision on the needs of the end user. So what are they trying to accomplish? Uh, how do they prefer to perform a given task? 
what is the usage context uh, for that task? Are they at home in a quiet room with ample time to focus on the task, sitting in front of a computer? Or are they in line at a bank uh, with plenty of distractions and just a few minutes to complete a given task? So we try to take all those things into account and design our solutions considering those specific requirements, which is what leads to delighted end users because we give them a solution that meets their specific needs. Because at the end of the day, that's truly what matters. Our, our clients' customers don't care if we use HTML5 in a solution or Objective-C. What they care about is that we've met a key need that they have and that we've done that in an intuitive and in an efficient manner. So if a client's goal is to increase sales of a given product by allowing customers to make purchases on mobile devices, if we deploy a well-researched solution that lets those customers make those purchases in the way that they want to do it and do that in a compelling and an intuitive way, customers will want to use that solution. And the more they want to use a solution, the higher the sales go. So that, those are the kinds of dots that we try to um, connect for businesses and for our clients rather than focusing on trying to force fit a given technology um, in a particular situation. And I believe that's part of what makes, me, uh, what makes us unique uh, from the other companies that are out there uh, in this space. So how does all that help the community? Well, as a, as a small business, we have an acute understanding of the challenges facing other small businesses and organizations with uh, limited resources like nonprofits. So we spend a, a substantial portion of our time uh, providing pro bono services to small businesses and nonprofits, um, giving them access to high-quality professional services that they otherwise couldn't afford. Um, we know how beneficial it can be to have access to those kinds of services um, that, that lets you project your business or your nonprofit in a more professional and polished way. Um, and that's why we do our best to support small businesses and nonprofits that have those kinds of needs. Um, now, in service of that work, we've given up countless evenings, weekends, holidays uh, to provide those services. Uh, but the joy of helping a small business uh, succeed or helping a nonprofit further its mission uh, definitely makes up for that sacrifice. Um, and we do that despite our own limited uh, resources, and we remain committed to doing that in the future. So, so that's really the value that we add to the community, um, leveraging our, uh, our talents, our knowledge capital, our expertise in helping small businesses and nonprofits and doing that on a pro bono basis. Wow. Wow. That, that is very exciting. And thank you so much for sharing that. So you mentioned leadership and management and um, individual contributors in the technology area. I'm, I'm wondering if you could briefly, and I know it will be sort of the appetizer versus the dinner version, um, if you could briefly share uh, your path to being a CEO and the president of EGA, Aaron Gerald Affiliate, because, um, you know, as you mentioned, BDPA's uh, focus is from the classroom to the boardroom. So it's always exciting for people to begin to understand how did a person like them make that journey? Sure, sure. So, um, so believe it or not, I, I originally wanted to be a surgeon because uh, I come from a family where all of my aunts and uncles were doctors and nurses. Uh, so naturally growing up, I felt that uh, pressure to, to stay somewhere in the medical community. Um, and that held until I got to high school and took my first computer class. And once I did that, it was love at first sight. And by the time I got to college, which was uh, Drexel University here in Philadelphia, um, I was focused on uh, majoring in computer science. And when I graduated, I worked for about eight years in a variety of technical roles of increasing responsibility, um, either for companies or consulting firms like uh, Booz Allen and Hamilton. And while that work was gratifying, um, I, I wanted to have a, a much bigger impact than was possible um, in my roles and also had a, a growing curiosity to learn about uh, how the big wigs at the top of the company uh, made business strategy uh, decisions that set the, the course for a given company. Um, so I decided to go back to grad school um, and get my MBA. Um, so I went to Cornell. And when I graduated, I went back in uh, consulting 
uh, initially with A.T. Carney, and I also did some work with some uh, e-business startups that were also focused on consulting. And my career at that point was exactly what I wanted to be. I was doing e-business strategy, business process reengineering, uh, e-business implementation, uh, et cetera. Um, but the problem was life on the road. So, so as a consultant, you're out of town four days a week, constantly traveling. And while on the one uh, hand, it's nice to ride in limos and stay in nice hotels and, and eat uh, fancy food, um, the flip side of that is you have to work 16-hour days. Um, quite often you're eating dinner out of a vending machine because you're pressing to, to meet a tight deadline and have no time to, to run out to grab dinner. You get snowed in at airports. You're stuck away from your family. Um, so long story short, um, I, I needed to get off of the road. So that led me to uh, leave consulting and go back into industry. Um, so I took an executive position with a, a billion-dollar education company where I principally led large-scale technology projects. And these were fairly complex projects, um, typically involving budgets in the 20 to $60 million range, uh, teams of 100 to 400 people, um, multiple external technology vendors, uh, that sort of thing. And the resulting technology platforms uh, that we created uh, generated over a billion dollars in revenue for the company, won all kinds of industry awards from leading publications like CIO Magazine. Um, so as I was doing this, I was looking at the fortunes I was building for other companies, and I thought, why not do that for myself? Um, so that led me to start my own company back in, in 2006, uh, which was initially focused as an online affiliate-based marketing company. Um, and late in 2010, I decided to refocus the company in more of a professional services light, given my experience and my background. And uh, in 2011, uh, we spent a lot of time building up the company, so we got, that's when we got certified as a minority-owned business. Um, we uh, built out our team so that we had the capacity available to take on substantial projects, uh, et cetera, and also brought on a business development lead to really focus our business development efforts and, and organize that. And that kind of brings us to uh, today, uh, to where we are. We have 20 people, uh, including uh, subcontractors and clients. Wow, that is a fantastic story, and I really love how you – um, you know, gave us the different transition points. And I imagine for some of our listeners, one of the takeaways is that in every experience, there's really value. And those experiences layered allow you to create options. You can always go back into an area. You revisited consulting several times. You can take skills and expand upon them in terms of responsibilities and regions, geographic regions. And then, um, you know, as you get to a point in your career and your life, um, you're able to make some decisions that allow you to transition and leverage all of those skills to do more of what you want, whether it's as an individual contributor or a manager or a leader. So again, congratulations on having an organization that is committed to quality, that is real clear on the niche, um, and that is very value-focused. And the opportunity to um, employ and deploy 20 people within your organization, including subcontractors, is phenomenal. Um, you, you are representative of a small business that um, is part of the backbone of America. So thank you very much for the work that you're doing within your organization. Thank you, Wilson, for um, the insight and the awareness of how valuable BDPA is to its members. And thank you for really contributing your time and efforts to being uh, part of our show so as we wrap up, Wilson, I'm wondering what's the final thought that you'd like to share with our audience as we begin to close out our show for the evening? Sure. Well, um, lastly, I just want to thank you very much uh, for the time here today and for the uh, opportunity to uh, to spend some time with you. It's, it was great hearing the, the other speakers uh, as well. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, Aaron Gerald Affiliates is a small business. 
um, and we have limited resources ourselves, but despite that, we strive to help other um, struggling small business owners and nonprofits um, by offering pro bono services. Um, we currently have the opportunity to qualify for a $250,000 small business grant that's being sponsored by Chase and Living Social, and we um, need your help. Um, to qualify, we need 250 votes in order to have our application reviewed, and we currently only have 128. And voting is a very simple process that literally takes less than 30 seconds to complete. So if you are within the sound of my voice, I implore you to go to our website right now, uh, which is erinjerald.com. That's E as in Edward, R-I-N as in Nancy, G as in Great, E as in Edward, R-A-L-D as in David.com. Click on the big blue banner that you'll see at the top of the page that says Mission Small Business, and that'll take you to a page that explains the voting process and gives you a link to the Mission Small Business site where you can cast your vote. Um, again, it only takes uh, less than 30 seconds of your time, and we would greatly, greatly, greatly uh, appreciate your support as that grant would help us substantially in continuing our mission to help businesses and, and nonprofits in the community. Um, and, and that's really all I had to say, Fran. I just wanted to make that impassioned plea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate that, and I, I love how you provided us um, with the background about your company, um, how you do support small businesses, nonprofits, your understanding and passion around BDPA. And so I think it is really a wonderful way to close in terms of identifying that contest that Chase is offering. I'm very aware of that contest. And as you were sharing your information, I did in fact type www.erinjerald.com and I saw the big blue banner. I clicked on it and that is taking me to a page. And if you're a Facebook, um, if you're a part of Facebook, you can uh, register or log in through Facebook. And then um, on the business name here, I am typing Erin Space, Gerald, and then Affiliates. And then uh, I am, it allows me to search. So I'm showing uh, how easy it is. And then well, it will bring up my name. Right. Okay. And there it is, Erin Gerald Affiliates. Technology Enabled Business Solutions. And I do see that you have 135 votes. You're based out of Wilmington, Delaware. So I am going to click on vote right now. Okay. And uh, there we go. And I see that there's an opportunity to share the vote. So I can show my pledge through Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And I'm doing that. So thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you. It was my, my pleasure. Well, I look forward to seeing you in the future. I, too, am a Philadelphia member. Um, I do a fair amount of work in Delaware, so our paths may cross from Philadelphia and Delaware. And, of course, I am going to be at the national conference with, I hope, many of our members. And I know that BDPA Washington is a big uh, supporter of BDPA uh, Baltimore, so there'll be a lot of folks uh, interacting to make the national conference a wonderful experience. So I'd like to thank all of our listeners. I'd like to thank our guests. And let me just take a moment to share with our audience again. Um, our first guest was Kalia Braswell. She was a participant in the 2007 high school computer competition with BDPA Charlotte. She is now um, in the Raleigh uh, community and will be getting a little more active in BDPA Raleigh. Our second guest was our very own chief evangelist of BDPA, National BDPA President Monique Berry. And we were just talking with William Toussaint, Jr., President and CEO of Erin Gerald Affiliates. So thank you to all of our guests. Um, just a wonderful show, chock full of information, passion, purpose, and uh, just sharing what BDPA means and can mean 
to people who are involved in the organization. So I'm wishing everyone a great evening. Um, thank you again. And we're going to sign off for tonight. Remember that BBPA iRadio is the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. We already have our guests lined up for Tuesday, July 10th, as well as Tuesday, July 24th. And then it's National Conference Time. So everyone have a great weekend, and we'll close the show. Take care, Fran. Thanks very much. Thank you. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPA iRadio Show is a regular exchange for BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.